Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Balance Black Girl. My name is Les. I'm your host. This podcast is all about conversations that help us feel healthy, happy, thriving. And I'm so happy to have you here. So if you've been listening to the show for a little while, or if you've been following me, you know that I love me some astrology. I'm not an expert by any means, but I just think it's fun to understand what's going on in the stars. And I really wanted to do kind of a year end episode just to talk a little bit more about what happened in 2023, what we can look forward to in 2024. And I have an amazing guest here with me today. I'm excited to welcome Tamari to the show. She's an astrologer. She is also the founder of Gift of the Nile Wellness. And I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm super happy to be here. I love this. It's like my favorite thing to do. (laughs) Yes. So I have to start off hearing your big three. Oh, Okay. I am Scorpio rising, Love. Taurus sun, mm-hmm. Aquarius moon. Love. That is a fun <laughs> big three. Yes. I have to know yours. Yes. Yes. So I'm a Leo sun, Taurus moon, Libra rising. Oh, I love that. Oh, you're all creativity and beauty and connection and you're in the right space. I aspire. That's what I, I you aspire. You are in the right space. Yeah. Oh, girl. And we have this, we have a sun moon conjunction. I, well, I don't know. Well, when you said you were a Taurus, I'm like, I love Tauruses. My brother's Taurus moon. Like some of my friends are Taurus, like best yes. friends that are like Sag, Taurus mm-hmm. moon. Mm-hmm. Just like... I know I'm in a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I love Taurus energy. Yes. And I, when I was younger, I, before I understood more about different placements, I knew that I was a Leo and kind of what the stereotypes with Leo were. And I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't really feel that. Like right. I don't relate to some aspects of Leo. And then when I understood like moon sign, rising sign, I was like, oh, I relate so heavily to my Taurus moon. Yes. I feel like I'm a Taurus. Yeah, for sure. So in, there's a, a, thing called decans for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know mm-hmm. and every 10 degrees there's a different sub ruler oh. for each uh, zodiac sign yeah so like if you're born in the first decan you're double sun leo uh-huh. if you're born in the second decan because sagittarius is the next sign after leo you're mm-hmm. a jupiter decan mm-hmm. and if you're in the last one you're the saturn uranus decan mm-hmm. which is more of oh, sorry we did sag not aquarius aries mm-hmm. you're in the mars mm-hmm. the mars decan so you're the leo that has like that drive and the energy to accomplish things mm-hmm. do you know where your mars is my mars is in virgo in oh. the 12th house. Which oh, okay. Is, Ooh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, but you're super meticulous, but you're stressed about it. So you're all detailed oriented. <laughs> Literally Had me today. I known this, <laughs> your chart. I mean, I was on time, but like, I'm always on time, but yeah. thank God I was on time because God, <laughs> if I, I would have walked, <laughs> no, like, where fine. is she? 
but like secretly, right? Like inside, yeah. you'd be like, "I'm ready for beer." Yeah. Mars and twelve <laughs> in Virgo. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that so there, so that even gives you another flavor, right? Yeah. And so I love astrology because mm-hmm. I think people look at it as this like one thing, yeah. And it's not. It really explains our nuances. It yes. explains that we're all so different, mm-hmm. and we can be one thing and another thing at the same time. Absolutely. And it could not make sense, but it makes complete sense. Totally. So yes, I love it. Yeah, agreed. I think what's so fun about astrology, the more we learn about it is it does really take into account all of our complexities. Right. Because we're all complex. We all contradict ourselves all the time and have like opposing things happening within us. Right. And it just kind of is a safe space for all of that. (laughs) And it explains. And I was thinking about this today. I'm like, it explains so much of like who you are. Yeah. But like, I know that's the reason why people get annoyed because they're like, oh, people make excuses about, oh, I'm just a Scorpio. I'm just a Taurus. And it's like, no, I think once you know who you are Mm -hmm. through your chart, you can choose to try to be better Mm -hmm. or different, the better version of that or the different. So like this morning, I'm like, almost dropped these products in its glass, oh, beautiful no. Egyptian violet glass. Yeah. And I'm like, shoot, Mars in the first house, Mercury's trying Neptune. <laughs> like, I'm like going through my chart. But I'm like, okay, so slow down. Yeah. Like I don't have yeah. to lean into that Mars in the first house, Scorpio right. rushing all the time energy. Mm-hmm. Take a breath yes. and lean into the Taurus energy that you have in your chart. So, yeah. you know, it explains a lot. It helps such a you good a lot. Perspective. Yeah, it's a tool of yeah. be like, okay, what do I need today? Exactly. And how can I show up? Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us how you got into astrology and how you were introduced to it? Grab your popcorn because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but I try to tell in the most brief way. Okay, yeah. so it really started at birth. So my dad um, named me Tamari. It means gift of the Nile or, yeah. or beloved land. And yeah. so I had a naming ceremony. And at this ceremony, Baba Doye, shout out to Baba Doye because he's still my spiritual advisor today. Mm-hmm. He read my chart. Oh, amazing. And, um, like there's things he told my dad, like, oh, you know, she was born in this time of the bull, put her in yellows. Like I wasn't like really allowed to wear red. It mm. sounds crazy, but like I never wore red <laughs> growing mm. up just for little things he had said about my chart. Yeah. So fast forward. And I grew up in a very like Afrocentric home, right. African spirituality, yeah. libations, quant- like all of it. Like that was the environment. And I grew up yeah. in L.A. So it was mm-hmm. a very different type of upbringing, mm-hmm. but it was like so much of who I am and it yeah. really grounded me. So when I was 13, my first year of high school, my mom took her life. And so mm-hmm. that was like complete 180 to everything. Like, yeah. you know, foundation shaken. Like I'm literally becoming a woman. Mm-hmm. And like the person that, and my mom was very strong and like somebody that you would have never thought she'd be the last person, right? So mm-hmm. Capricorn, Pisces, yeah. rising Libra moon. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just was, it changed me. And I think for a long time, I struggled in silence for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, like I just went to school. People didn't really know this about me. I like, you know, became pres- uh, like captain of the cheer squad mm-hmm. and president of the dance team and yeah. like smiling, like just, but I was really sad. Um, mm-hmm. So when I was um, my first year out of college, I worked at this marketing firm in Beverly Hills. And I remember just like struggling, like, oh, I'm not doing what I went to school for. And I did all these internships and I worked hard and I don't really like my first job. And it's like, Mm -hmm. this is life. You're not going to land your dream job your first, you know, but like, you know, I think that the reality of like the things I was dealing with as like a young adult coupled Mm -hmm. with never have dealt with my mother issues and going to therapy, like that's crazy. Like, and now seeing how much we celebrate and, you know, tell people to do it. The Mm -hmm. fact that I never did that was crazy. Like, no wonder it kind of evolved later in my mm. life, but it was also a part of my purpose. And yeah. so astrology really helped me figure out. And I always tell the story about my first job because the Astral Twins manager worked in my office mm-hmm. and they came in one day. I'm like, oh, I love astrology. Like, it's always been a part of my life. Yeah. And they're like, looked at me. They're like, you're either a Taurus or a Scorpio. <laughs> 
I was oh like, my gosh. Crazy, right? Just by looking at me. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, how did you do that? Like, yeah. I was like, I need that power. Right. <laughs> like, I want to do that. And they were like, you know, telling me things. Because at the time I was like, oh, I want to do interior design on TV. And I majored in TV production. Like, I'm trying to like figure out what mm-hmm. my thing is. Yeah. And my boyfriend at the time was like really encouraging. And he's like, I started learning how to read charts because of that interaction. And like yeah. read my first book cover to cover. Yeah. And like, I became obsessed. Yeah. And this was like 2005. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... My I started doing readings for people mm-hmm. and I was like, just for fun. Like, yeah. I think anyone that's into astrology, that kind of is what they do. And my yeah. boyfriend, Capricorn, Capricorn sun, Capricorn moon, Taurus rising was like, you need to get paid for this. Uh, and I'm feet. like, who's yes. going to pay for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's the astral trends. They write for magazines. Mm-hmm. They do horoscopes. But I had never seen like people actually paying someone to talk to them about their chart. So it was like years. I went, we broke up. Mm -hmm. I had a new boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Like, I just was like, you know, I really should start and try this. And that boyfriend was a web designer for like a really big brand of Mm -hmm. something that we use every day. And he built my website. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to announce to my friends and family. And so that's what I did. That was 2015. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I was working in product development in the beauty industry. So like I had this other career where I'm like pulling cards for people at work and we're talking astrology. Like it was like I started to build community just through my coworkers, Mm -hmm. Venus and Aries in the sixth house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll explain my chart. Yes. Because I think this is why people need to know their charts. Yeah. And so fast forward, I started like doing things like writing horoscopes for beauty brands. Mm -hmm. I would do like readings at like events for like Smashbox. For first, I was the head of product development in this building, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. And I, you know, did readings at a launch that, you know, I was responsible for. So I just started living all aspects of my chart. And I think that was the change. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like overnight. It was more of like a lot of failures, a lot of crying, a lot of heartbreaks out of return, like all these like chaos. But when I look back, I'm like, thank God for those moments. Mm -hmm. Like those are the moments that I wish I could have back today because like, you know, like seeing what I went through to get here and all the dots kind of connect. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was, you know, my journey. And now fast forward, I went back to business school at UCLA. I got an MBA and I was working on my brand Gift of the Nile, which Mm -hmm. also came together like what are the things that are most me? Yeah. I'm named after Egypt. My dad is this, you know, African history scholar. Yeah. I'm an astrologer yes. and I love beauty and beautiful things. This is Taurus and of I have a Leo midheaven. And yes. so it just involved everything. It's an ode oh. to my mom because it's about wellness and taking care of yourself. Yes. But it's like, it's both of my parents in a product. Beautiful. <laughs> like, sorry, I'm like emotional because no, it's like. That's okay. That's it's beautiful. It's really, you know, like when I think about I'm living it, you yeah. know, so. Do you want some tissues? Yeah. <laughs> I never really talk about it like that, but. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. That's be- it's beautiful Thank to you. see something that's such a culmination of, yeah. of like your identity and experiences. It's yeah, inspiring. Yeah. It's like the way I like give back. Yeah. And then help people also. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. Thank you Thank so you. much for sharing. Ooh, I feel a little exposed. Oh. <laughs> Aquarius moon, I'm not comfortable I know, with but then with your Scorpio public, rising it's like it's oh. such a hard thing for me to like yeah. publicly be like oh and then Taurus is like I'm okay yeah but like yeah live you vulnerable because yeah. that's what this is about so. oh my goodness that has been that has been the theme actually yeah. yesterday I recorded an episode and I was like I was too vulnerable and then I had a oh. vulnerability and I'm like can I release it yes I need to release it but it was too much but what's too much you know these things that we right. kind of 
go back and forth with. And I would be like, of course, I was beautiful. It's it's like, why can't I say that to myself? I drove that this morning. I was like, I'm going to see myself as others see me. Like, be kind to myself like I am, like I would to be to someone else. So, yes, I'm going to take that. Like, it's okay to be vulnerable. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's so... It's it's so easy for us, I think, to hold space for other people's vulnerability more than our own. Right. It's a hard lesson. We're I'm human. Learning. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Thank you for allowing the space for me to do that. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm just so grateful that you like feel comfortable enough that you know that you shared that with us. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Green Chef. I recently saw a meme that had an interview clip of Aretha Franklin saying her biggest challenge was figuring out what to make for dinner every night. And honestly, she wasn't lying. Like figuring out what to cook every night is so much harder than it should be. It gets old really quick. And thankfully, Green Chef is here to help us out. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. They deliver everything you need to eat well during the busy holiday season. You can nourish your body with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle and taste great, too. I love that I can get amazing homemade meals with Green Chef that I don't even have to think about. Most of their meals come together in 30 minutes or less, and they give you step-by-step recipes as well as all of the ingredients you need in pre-measured amounts. And it makes cooking at home so much easier. Plus, you save money and time not eating out or making extra trips to the store because who wants to make extra trips to the store, especially during the holiday season where it's super busy? Go to greenchef.com slash 60 balanced to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash 60 balanced for 60% off. Yes, six zero plus 20. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 20% off your next two months with Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I loved that your chart was pulled right after you were 
oh, born, that that knowledge yeah. was kind of with you right, forever. And I didn't really know. I mean, I didn't know the chart. Yeah. I just was like, oh, I'm a Taurus. And the, the thing is, I didn't know that the natal chart was done until later on. Because yeah. I remember my dad saying, oh, we did the astrology. Baba Doya did this. But mm-hmm. when he when I talked to Baba Doya, I had him on like my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I don't always do natal chart readings at these naming ceremonies because mm-hmm. it's Ifa. So he mm-hmm. said, but for some particular reason, I mm. did yours and I remember it. Wow. And so I think that was also a part of the journey. And for yeah. me to learn that later, and I told my dad, I'm like, you didn't tell me. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Libra, <laughs> my dad's like, he's oh, a genius, yeah. but he's like sometimes head in the clouds. Yes. I'm like, that's like such an important detail. Uh, I get it. Of like what I'm doing, you know? So, but yeah, he, yes. he loves it. My dad loves that. It's I fun. like am really into it and he supports it fully, which is great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so fun. I also have a Libra parent, so I get it. Oh my God. <laughs> Hashtag raised by Libra support yes. group in Capricorn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That yes. is so funny. Is yes. it mom your, your mom or your dad? My mom is a Libra. Oh, my oh. dad is also a Leo. So it's Oh my God, both of your on. parents are in your chart. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's very literal mm-hmm. because your moon is usually your mother mm-hmm. and your son is usually your father. Mm-hmm. In astrology, or like, you know, there's some combination of that. And yeah. you literally have that. You're mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's yeah. kind of wild. In the big three. Yeah. 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 I love that though. Yeah. At least you. it's a sextile too. It's like a harmonious mm-hmm. the air and the fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're doing the right work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you are. Thank you. One of the things that you mentioned when you were telling us your story was like your process of coming to live your chart. Can you talk a little bit more about what that means and and ways maybe people who are still newer to astrology or learning it, what should they kind of look for as they look to kind of embody their chart? Yes, that's a great question. Well, first, I think don't try to force the process because I think astrology is a great tool, but it's also it's a fine line because you can go down a really deep, dark hole if you read the wrong thing Mm -hmm. or you, you know, so I think it's one of those things like as you're growing and you're experiencing life, reference your chart to see why Mm -hmm. you're going through it or Mm -hmm. where that is in your chart that you're manifesting now. Yeah. So I think... (laughs) A is live. Like you cannot rush the process. Like your process of discovering what you were born to do is going to happen when you're supposed to know it. Mm -hmm. And so I think, and that was where a lot of my frustration came in as a young person, Mars in the first house and Saturn first house, like just a lot of pressure on myself to like accomplish something and fear. And it's like, no, the journey is the the part that matters. Mm -hmm. So I think A, it's that. And then as you start to have these experience and you're referencing your chart, yeah. you can say, oh, okay, I'm going to lean more into this because mm-hmm. I see that got me here. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, okay, so you have a Leo, you have a Libra moon and you have a Leo sun. Yeah, or Libra oh, rising. Libra rising. Mm-hmm. So Venus rules your first house. Mm-hmm. Um, so Venus in your first house chart ruler says a lot about you. It says how you're going to go about your task of life. Mm. In the simplest form. So you're going to go about it with relationships, with mm-hmm. ease, with beauty. It's going to come to you mm-hmm. easy in some respects, because I don't know what your Venus is doing. Yeah. My um, Venus is also Libra. Oh, OK. So, so your there. Venus is in the first house. Yeah. Which so the ruler of the first in the first is a very powerful position. Mm-hmm. I have that with Mars. So it's not mm-hmm. so always <laughs> oh, so good. Mm-hmm. But for Venus, it means that you can effortlessly attract the things that you love mm-hmm. and the relationships that you need. That's a ble- to me, that's a bless. And mm-hmm. you're beautiful. So that mm-hmm. Venus is you know, and it's exalted because it's in its own sign. Mm -hmm. So you have that. And then you have the Taurus moon. So your moon is actually making a quincunx to your, to your chart ruler Mm -hmm. because 
they're five signs apart. So mm. Libra and Taurus, they share, but they share a ruler. So okay. that Venus. Yeah. So I find that a lot of Libra people, a lot of Taurus people instantly can connect and attract because that Venus, they have a shared, mm. you know, way of being. Yeah. So your moon is in the eighth. So deep subjects, mm-hmm. deep subjects that might be dealing with sex and transformation mm-hmm. and psychology. And you, your son your Leo son mm-hmm. is then in the whole house, the social 11. house. Mm-hmm. So media, uh, creating your hopes and wishes or realizing your hopes and wishes, mm-hmm. um, using networks to get there. Technology. Mm-hmm. 11th is the second from the first from the 10th. So mm-hmm. it's how you make money through your career. Mm-hmm. So your identity. So who you are showing up as yourself is how you're going to make money in your career mm-hmm. and you're going to do it with ease, mm-hmm. but it's going to be about deep subjects that transform people mm-hmm. and bring like a groundedness mm-hmm. and can also bring you money. If Taurus is ruling that eighth house and where's your North. And South My node? North node is Aquarius. South node is Leo. Oh, okay. Oh, kind of quirky. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but that's good. So basically you're being stretched to also be different from yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have the sun in the 11th, but yeah. your North node and your South node is there. So where our South node mm-hmm. shows us what we, it's not what we need to release like black and white, but it's mm-hmm. almost like we've already learned that we've mm-hmm. evolved to that already. Yeah. How do we grow and push ourselves further? Yeah. So then Aquarius North node in the fifth house is about you're going to do it in a creative way. Mm-hmm. Maybe children. Do you want to be a mom, or do you? I don't know. Okay. I'm undecided. But maybe yeah. there's some connection to children. Eventually, mm-hmm. yeah. sports and competition sometimes mm-hmm. can be fifth house, and it doesn't have to be like in a negative way. It's just yeah. more like being competitive about getting to your goals of helping other people, Aquarius, mm-hmm. and doing it in a way that's different from everyone else. Yeah. So yeah, and obviously yeah. I don't see your chart, like you're just telling me placements, but mm-hmm. I can't see the actual aspects mm-hmm. and the degrees. And so there's a lot to it. But when you, when I know that information, yeah. I can kind of start to decipher who you are, but you're mm-hmm. so much more than what I just said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah, First of, of all, that was like, <laughs> that was all just fun to hear. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I just love telling like, oh, okay. It's just figuring out what makes them tick and who Absolutely. you are and all that stuff. It's like, I love it. Yeah, definitely. And even as we, for kind of more of like astrology newbies, as we talk about these different placements, I think a common term is like the big three, which is what Mm -hmm. we both shared earlier with our sun, moon, and rising. I've also heard people talk about the big six where they also Mm. include like the Mars, Mercury, and Venus. (laughs) I'm like, oh, big six. I'm like, that's half your, I mean, you may as well just do the whole thing. (laughs) No, you might as well, but I love that. That's actually more useful because I always Mm. end up asking, well, where's your Venus? Mm -hmm. Where's your Mercury? Because where's your chart ruler? Yeah, Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. So it can be fun for people to look at where those placements are and what signs that they're in. Another theme that we've talked about recently on the show and that I have gotten questions from listeners about is a Saturn return. You also mentioned your Saturn return. Can we talk a little bit more about what it is, why when we go through it, we're really going through it and what that time period is for? Yes, I love this question. Okay, so there's a little, it's levels to it. Yeah. Okay, so Saturn in astrology is the planet that is associated with hard, hard sacrifice work delays Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. putting in the hard work like the things that nobody (laughs) really likes to do unless they have a lot of Saturn present in their chart yeah and so it's the greater malefic in Mm -hmm. astrology in traditional astrology it was doom and gloom we don't think that way or acknowledge things that way in our modern time yeah at least I don't Mars is the other uh, malefic the lesser malefic but that's more about conflict so Mm -hmm. when you okay so I'm gonna I'm 
I'm an astrologer that uses more traditional techniques, but mm-hmm. I do consider myself to be more of a modern astrologer, mm-hmm. but I like to look at both. So I yeah. use whole sign house system. For mm-hmm. those of you familiar, Placidus, yes, I started on that, but I eventually moved to whole sign because mm-hmm. I was using these other techniques. Mm-hmm. So Saturn in night charts is more problematic mm. than in day charts. What's a night chart versus a so day a chart? So a night chart is if you were born in the evening, but the cutoff starts okay. when the sun was below the horizon. Okay. So if you're someone that was born at sunset, you're mm-hmm. either you're going to have to look at where the sun is following below the descendant uh-huh. or uh, the yeah. So because the sun sets this way in the chart, so we're so got we, it. I won't get too technical. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the day, mm-hmm. then Saturn is a little bit less cold. Mm, okay. <laughs> so that's probably the easiest way to describe it. So Mars yeah. in day charts is more problematic. It's uh-huh. already hot. It's fiery. Uh-huh. So when you have Mars in a day chart, it's going to be more visible typically. Yeah. And then vice versa in, you know, night charts, Mars is kind of like, you know, not so difficult. So mm-hmm. based on if you were born during the day or night, it mm-hmm. also is going to have an mm-hmm. impact on your Saturn return. Yeah. And the Saturn return, everyone goes through it, but it's, it's not as bad for, you know, there's varying degrees of mm-hmm. it depending on your chart. Yeah. Um, and so it's a time of crossing over to adulthood. Mm-hmm. It's ages 27 to 30. Saturn has uh, their orbit. You know, it goes mm-hmm. through the whole zodiac in about 29.5 years or something mm-hmm. like that. So every, let's say, 30 years, Saturn mm-hmm. returns to the same sign it was in before. And so in your chart, <laughs> when Saturn is approaching that sign and they're the sign it was born when you were born, you're going to experience hardships. Now, it's not going to be all hard. There will be payoffs because Saturn mm-hmm. actually can pay off. Mm-hmm. Some astrologers believe more than Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Like Jupiter is always seen as this greater benefic, but Saturn yeah. gives you those big gains that you worked really hard for and mm-hmm. you appreciate it more because you had to sacrifice for it. Right. And so you can have, you know, like for me, there was two obvious things. I have Saturn in the first house in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. It's opposing my seventh, which mm-hmm. is relationships. I have a t- already just have this Taurus sun opposition with my all these planets in Scorpio. Yeah. So for me, it was really an identity shift mm-hmm. that was painful because mm-hmm. I have Pluto in the first at zero degrees in Scorpio. I have Mars in Scorpio. So there was endings. Mm-hmm. There was breakups. I have my ascendant, like I'm like trying to figure out, like I'm rebirthing. (laughs) It was a little rebirth. Mm -hmm. All the things I never dealt with with my mom were amplified through a relationship. And it was my closest relationship. It was the most serious. And it it just, it dissolved because it was no longer supposed to be. Now I had a hard time dealing with that because I'm like, I can't have another loss like this. Like that's how I saw it. So it was like a really hard thing. At the, but at the same time, my career was like, mm-hmm. I'm meeting all these new people. I'm like in this new job, like product development. I didn't know this was a job, but yeah. like this was before YouTube. Like this sounds crazy to say, but like it wasn't like as prominent mm-hmm. where you really knew. I didn't know that was like thing that people did was right. make products for a living. So I'm like, you know, I started to like really find myself through that. And then the pieces started to come together and the astrology got super strong because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, when is this going to end? Yeah. And like, and, and funny thing is I had Jupiter like in my seventh house, like where it is now, I still yeah. had Jupiter there. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be a great thing when Jupiter is crossing over your sun, but I'm experiencing all these what I see is not great things but yeah. they were in the end yeah. right so the process itself was like there was a lot of crying in the shower mm-hmm. there was a lot of just like what is going on but once I got out of that you couldn't tell me nothing like okay <laughs> some respects I will always be that oh, I'm so hard on myself Saturn in the first house is really really yeah. it's not a fun placement but it also is like one of my greatest gifts yeah. but uh, but I feel like 
you know, I still will always have that. But now I have this level of assurance and confidence that I did not have before mm-hmm. my Saturn return. Mm-hmm. And so I think everyone has varying degrees of that. And depending on what your Saturn is doing, yep. what else is in your chart, what, yeah. you know, aspects it's making, it might be experiences more painful or more of just like a payoff period for you. For so sure. don't fear it. We all go through it. I think I did dread it a little bit, but actually I feel like I became a better astrologer mm. after Saturn gets easier in your 30s mm-hmm. and it matures and it actually can, you know, like I said, pay off more like Jupiter. So I think it just became because I lived it like I lived the transit. Yeah. And then I kind of look at myself like, wow, I was doing readings that when I was that young, like hmm, that was a little <laughs> like, you know, but I did help. Yeah. But I, but now I feel like I'm more equipped and For I feel sure. like I'm always going to strive to be a better astrologer yeah. and learn more about yeah. the craft and study and practice. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. Saturn, you can't outrun Saturn. So Truth. that that is the Saturn return. Yeah. My experience of mm-hmm. it and generally what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is super helpful. I went through my Saturn return a few years ago because I'm a Saturn in Capricorn, oh. which mm. yes. it was very pungent. Uh. And I remember I was meeting up with some friends of mine and we were probably about halfway through our Saturn returns at that point. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, I lost my job and me uh. and my boyfriend broke up and everything is wrong. And I'm like, what's going on? And he was like, oh, we're in our Saturn return. Uh. Didn't you know? I'm like, no, know? it's almost over. What do you? What is that? What are Did you talking you about? Know? I'm like, no, I didn't know. Is that why all of this is happening? <laughs> so I love that these conversations are happening now, so that right. people can understand right. what's going on, as opposed to being like, what? What, the, like, <laughs> what happened? Just, what things just came up? Same thing with Uranus transits, <laughs> mm-hmm. which can even be like I'm going through a major Uranus transit mm-hmm. right now. It's in my. It's in, been in Taurus mm-hmm. over my Sun and mm-hmm. my Mercury and my descendant. Like I, yeah, I just. I completely changed my life. I decided mm-hmm. to get divorced. I went mm-hmm. to business school. I met all these new people. I tried to somehow. It was like every yeah. life major thing that wow. could have happened yeah. happened within this two, this last two years wow. for me. And it's in the urine strand is mm-hmm. that I feared. Yeah. But now that I'm like kind of not about completely on the other side of it, but so many things have happened that I'm like, oh, wow. I don't even know who that girl was. Mm-hmm. I do know her, but I'm so much more than her now yeah. because I let go of all those things and Absolutely. I completely shocked my life mm-hmm. in a way that serves me the most, not mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. Seventh house. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful to get yeah. to that point where you recognize that. Two important things to know about me. One, I travel and move around a lot. And two, I don't play about my oral health. Taking care of my teeth is incredibly important to me, but traveling with your oral health supplies can get messy. So especially when I'm traveling, I love to take bite toothpaste bits with me. Bite toothpaste bits are so convenient. You just pop a bit in your mouth, chew it up and start brushing and it will turn into a paste like you're used to, but with no tube or mess. I love keeping bite toothpaste bits in my travel bag to make it really easy to brush my teeth on the go. And it's one less gel or liquid, making it easy to take with you through TSA. Plus it actually works and helps keep my teeth feeling super clean. They also come in refillable glass jars and they send refills in compostable pouches, so they're better for our bodies and the earth. Bite also makes plastic-free alternatives for everything on your bathroom sink, from toothpaste, mouthwash, toothbrushes, and deodorant, so you can cut out the harsh chemicals and plastic waste without compromise. 
Byte is offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to trybyte.com slash balanceless or use the code balancedless at checkout to claim this deal. That's T-R-Y-B-I-T-E dot com slash balancedless, B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-L-E-S. A little while back, I was feeling pretty stressed, and when I have prolonged stress, it tends to show in my hair. I start shedding more and experiencing more breakage, and I know that I'm not alone in this. One in two women experience hair thinning at some point, and Nutrafol helps us address it from within with science-backed supplements. I recently started taking Nutrafol to support my hair health as I'm rebounding from that stress. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning like stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. From postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles and no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients. So you get the most reliable results. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code BALANCEDLESS. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code BALANCEDLESS, B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-L-E-S. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code BALANCEDLESS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
What does Uranus rule over? Um, it rules with? over. So it's the modern ruler of Aquarius. Okay. Um, and so it rule in uh, technology, mm-hmm. shock, things happening out of the blue, mm-hmm. shakeups, earthquakes, wind. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> it's the unexpected. Yeah. Like, if I were to narrow it down to one uh-huh. word, but also excitement. Mm-hmm. So usually I remember when I was like going through my Saturn return, I saw this Vedic, astro- he's a Western Vedic astrologer. I was mm-hmm. like, I need someone to tell me that I don't need to be in this relationship or I don't, shouldn't hold on to this relationship in my, in a, re- in a language I can understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, you guys have this in your composite chart. You have this Uranus square, Venus, and all these planets. And yes, it's really exciting. We met in a different city we lived long distance while we were in college. It was all different. Mm-hmm. But like the challenges, the things that are happening that come out of the blue, those are a constant for you. Yeah. And once he said that to me, I was like, I don't want to live like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be in this constant state of like, even though you love this person, maybe that's not supposed to be there. Can yeah. be, you can find the qualities they have in someone that's more compatible with right. you. Right. Where so it feels better. Because that just better. is jarring. <laughs> right, right, right. Who wants to be in that like, oh my God, yeah. unless you're like having an affair. And that's mm-hmm. what he was like, if you're having an affair, this is a great affair. I was like, oh uh, no, <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. That's not what I want. <laughs> so yeah, so it's one, so Uranus rules those things. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's been in Taurus. We've had a lot of shit going on in the world yes. completely. Things with agriculture and money, mm-hmm. the things that Taurus is connected to, the earth itself. Yeah. So shakeups, yeah, and, but they're the shakeups, the generational shakeups that you need, mm-hmm. and that's why Aquarius is associated. I mean, the, I also use Saturn as a rulership for Aquarius, mm-hmm. but that's why Aquarius has this genius connected to it because yeah. it's this Uranus, this unexpected, living mm-hmm. outside of the box mm-hmm. energy yeah. that you need for advancement to happen. Yeah, so that's what's happening. We're having advancement, yeah. and we're going to have it, and then it's going to move into Gemini. And then it's going to be, (laughs) we're going to see some new forms of communication, Mm -hmm. like really flourish very quickly. I mean, I know we look at, we look at AI right now, but like when it moves into Gemini, I'm like, Mm -hmm. we don't know because we can't even see it yet. Yeah. That's actually a perfect kind of transition because I would love to talk a little bit more about like major themes we've seen from this year, Mm -hmm. as well as, as we enter into 2024, kind of what's, what's ahead and I mean, I'm also thinking 2024 is going to be an election year, which I feel like election years are always just a lot. And yes. I mean, the last election year, I think Mercury was in retrograde in 2020 Probably. during the election, I don't remember. which was so like Hot stressful. Mess. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's what have we got going on? Yeah. In 2024? So, OK, so some of the major things. So this year. We've had a lot of movement with outer planets. So we had Saturn entering Pisces. We have Jupiter and Taurus. Mm -hmm. Those are harmonious kind of working together. Uranus is still in Taurus. Neptune is still in Pisces. But the nodes and the eclipses Mm -hmm. always have a tone on like the year. And so we've had the North Node in Taurus. Mm -hmm. North Node in astrology, we talked about like it's where you're moving towards. It's a destiny point. In Vedic astrology, it's called Rahu. It's the dragon's Mm -hmm. head. It's the information you're taking in. But it has a very insatiable desire. So the North Node can can be destructive in getting to its pursuits. Yeah. And so sometimes the stretch stare feels painful. Mm-hmm. So we're moving towards this, you know, energy that's telling us to deal with financial issues mm. and worldly issues and things that are hard and have had tradition and are rooted because it's a fixed sign. Yeah. Like we're having to shake those things up. Uranus. So it's hard. People yeah. want to hold on to the past. Right. The South Node, the Scorpio energy is the release that's, you know, K2. 
And that's more of like the spiritual evolution. Like, you know, Scorpio is about going deep Mm -hmm. and diving and not really covering things up. And so like things are being revealed. Yeah. I mean, not to make this about Diddy, but Scorpio Sun, you know, like Mm -hmm. South Node. Good example. You know what I mean? Like that. So things are being exposed. And so we're so that's a that's the tone of the year that we've been into Mm -hmm. been in. We're now having a shift into the Aries Libra axis. Mm-hmm. We're there because mm-hmm. the North Node's now in Aries yeah. and it's in South Node's in Libra because mm-hmm. it travels opposite direction. So we're going back in signs. Mm-hmm. And the nodes, for the reason they're tied to the moon is because when we have an eclipse, it's when the full moon or new moon is happening within 18 degrees of mm-hmm. these points. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it feels so big yeah. and dramatic when yeah. we have eclipses and they talk about these lasting things because mm-hmm. it's an amplified full moon, new moon energy. So yeah. we've had, you know, the new moon, full moon is in Taurus and Scorpio. Now it's Aries, Libra. It's relationships and it's individual. Mm. So we're seeing this struggle between our own needs and mm-hmm. others' needs. And mm. that's happening not only in a global level, it's also happening within ourselves, yes. right? Like who, how are we showing up as ourself Mm-hmm. that's going to help us when we choose partners or we choose the people that are in our lives yeah. and who do we need to let go to get to our better selves. And yeah. so we're dealing like we're going to be dealing with that. Mm-hmm. We're also going to be dealing with, you know, the collective versus the individual, mm-hmm. you know, pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. So that's a big theme. When Jupiter moves into Gemini, there will be, well, I think that'll be a precursor for kind of what we'll see with the Uranus transit, mm-hmm. you know, advancements in communication, mm-hmm. technology, messages. So if we're going to be in an election year, yeah, Gemini could be about trickery. Mm. <laughs> Stay woke, y'all. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's good to know. Just the media, there's going to be a lot coming at us. Yeah. That's more of the negative yeah. association or it can be negative. I think more on the positive is truth mm-hmm. because Jupiter is connected to truth seeking. Mm. That's why Sagittarius and Pisces, I acknowledge, is having Jupiter rulership as mm-hmm. well. It's all about seeking a spiritual truth, yeah. like what's more real. But there also be some confusion there, too. Mm. There'll probably be a lot of religion used. Yeah. For I mean, it always is in politics. Right. But we're seeing it now happening with the war. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a thing. And then Pluto will be going back into Aquarius Mm -hmm. and Aquarius is people. If I were to simplify it and Pluto is change and transformation. Mm -hmm. So this is not a this is oh, I think we need to get used to this way of living. Yeah. But I think we have how we live in our day to day lives helps us get through it. Right. So really protect yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you don't want to listen to the news, I don't even I don't like I don't watch the news. I get news Mm -hmm. when I choose to Mm -hmm. or through uh, updates or emails or, you know, whatever. But I'm not like consumed if like watching it visually for hours on end. I don't think that serves my purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not really putting down people that do do that, but I just, for my energy to be at its high itself, yeah. I protect it. Mm-hmm. And so I just think people should focus a lot on self-care, Aries yeah. North Node. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, you know, I think watching your temper, mm-hmm. Aries North yeah. Node, yes. <laughs> and choosing, pe- like leaning into more of the Libra South Node energy, okay, yeah. peace, relationship, yeah. harmony. Mm-hmm. That's what we're really trying to get, right? Yeah. So those are some of the transits that I, that's probably yeah. enough. <laughs> I'm like, that's oh, really what? insightful. Okay, good, good. Yeah. And also I like to incorporate the numerology too. Oh, that's yeah, a whole other public episode, but uh, we'll be in an eight universal year. Uh-huh. So there will be, car- it's karmic numbers. Yeah. So, so is that just adding, you know, two uh, plus mm-hmm. two plus four yes. for the year? Okay, that's yes. how we get the numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's for universal. And then we have our own numerology mm-hmm. where you add that number to your uh, birth day mm-hmm. and birth month number reduced. Okay. And it. so that's how you get the universal year that you're in. Uh-huh. So I like to use all of that, yeah. um, especially with readings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. 
It's gonna be it's, a, it's gonna be a wild ride, but we yeah. say this every year, right? We do, and it just keeps getting wilder. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So. so, what does an eight year overall kind of look like or represent? Yeah, eight is a number of ambition, mm-hmm. work, enterprise, yeah. business, also car- karma. Mm-hmm. So there will be a lot of themes with businesses, organizations. Yeah. It's a year where there'll be a lot of talk about money and businesses. All those topics will be more prominent, mm-hmm. but also karmic things related to that. So if there's been a secret that needs to expose with an organization that's mm-hmm. been, you know, not paying their taxes mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that, I could see those things really coming to the forefront. So yeah, that's usually what eight years, where seven is the year that we're coming out of. It's yeah. more of like, seven is more of a spiritual number. It's uh-huh. about going inner, like inward and being quiet Mm -hmm. and coming to revelations based on like spirituality and just not so much doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're in that in a universal year. So it's interesting. There's still so much bubbling. Right. But a lot of it is just the emotional part. Mm -hmm. I think next year will be the actual action and implementation of some of Mm -hmm. the things that have happened this year, if that makes sense. That definitely makes sense because it does seem like this year, it's almost a year of awareness for a lot of people where people just became aware of a lot of what's happening Mm -hmm. collectively in in the world that we may not have been as privy to or as woke to before. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense that like this is the year that we're kind of enlightened and then next year is when action is taken. Right. And you can always go back and count the years mm-hmm. before to see the number of the energy. Then it starts to like, yeah. it's like a story is told like, oh, yeah. this was all connected. Because in mm-hmm. the year before it was a six, 2022, I think there was like a lot of women's mm-hmm. issues yep. and, you know, that family home and all yeah. that stuff. And then the five years. So it's just in five is like Uranus change energy, yeah. like completely different things happening out of the blue. So it's a good reference going backwards, mm-hmm. just like in our own charts, in our own with our own numerology, too. Yeah. That is so interesting. I know, it's like a rabbit hole that it like is. <laughs> never go. Get I mean, out I of. think that's what's fun about learning about astrology is like you never know everything. It's there's oh. always something new to learn. Never. Yeah. There's no it's impossible. There's yeah. just too. And it's like that's the thing that keeps us coming back, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That is I'm like super excited yes, for that. Yes. Yeah. I also I want to go back to Saturn for a second because I know Saturn is currently in Pisces yes. and I have some Saturn in Pisces friends going through mm-hmm. their Saturn return right now. So mm-hmm. they're kind of experiencing it, which is also interesting because mm-hmm. like Saturn is so about like restriction mm-hmm. and Pisces like does not like restriction mm-hmm. collectively. Like what does that kind of mean for all of us while right. Saturn is in Pisces? Yeah. So Saturn in Pisces is an interesting combination because again Pisces is about no boundaries yeah like two sw- fish swimming in opposite directions mm-hmm. it's Jupiter 12th house endings the mystical Neptune metaphysical yeah. it's blurry yeah <laughs> Saturn is like no I don't like blurry I like what is it and mm-hmm. what is it not and so when you blend those together it's almost like there's two things happening at one time yeah. a some things are being solidified that have been murky, right? Yeah. Like, no, it's time to get this in order yeah. in your life. So wherever Pisces is in your chart, mm-hmm. you know, Saturn wants you to kind of get things together in that arena. Yeah. So for instance, a way, like, let's say you're literally a photographer or doing something that's very Piscean mm-hmm. or Neptunian, and you've just been going around and you don't have a price list. Like now's the time where you can get your business affairs in order about yeah. creative 
pursuits. Mm -hmm. So that could be a literal way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. Another thing is that there could be loss Mm -hmm. around structure Mm -hmm. because Neptune is about dissolving things. So let's say there is something structural in your life that you've been holding on to, whether it's a relationship or a job, Mm -hmm. there could be a loss there, but the loss is more like, oh, because you're not on that right path. You need to do this so that you can get here. Mm -hmm. You're going to get there faster. The process is going to suck, but it will be for your greater most highest good because it's Saturn. Mm -hmm. So Saturn's all about cycles. And it, you know, depending on what age you are, it's been in this area before, you know, and so it's just about mastery. It just wants you to Mm -hmm. keep leveling up. And so I think Saturn and Pisces, like Saturn has this exaltation in Libra Mm -hmm. and I, you know, it rules Aquarius and Capricorn, but I really feel like it does really well in Virgo too. Mm -hmm. So if you think about, you know, how good it can do in Virgo, because it's Virgo is about action. Mm -hmm. The opposite is Pisces. Mm. So it's like getting uncomfortable and like doing the hard work that you need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like for me, Saturn's in my fifth, Mm -hmm. which is a trine to my first. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, thank God it's out of my fourth house. What does trine mean? Um, A trine is a positive aspect. It's an aspect of ease. It's Mm -hmm. like the gifts that naturally come to us, whereas Mm -hmm. a square is tension Mm -hmm. um, because it's two signs that are both the same mode, like Scorpio and um, Aquarius, Mm -hmm. but they're, They have two different methods of that fixed energy of going about having that fixed energy. So when you have a square in your chart or or squares happening in your chart Mm -hmm. via transits, it can be challenging. And so I've had these squares, the Saturn energy in my fourth house Mm -hmm. when it was in Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Now it's in the fifth. It's more working with my yeah, Saturn. Kind of first. harmonious. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoo. <laughs> even yeah. though it's still Saturn, it's still going to, you know, I'm a Saturnian person, I think with the conjunct my ascendant, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a little bit more useful. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, maybe, um, so you have Saturn in, in Capricorn in oh, the yes. fourth house. Oh, oh mm-hmm. but so I have you a, naturally have, I have a lot of, I think Nep, is it Neptune and Uranus and Saturn all conjunct, like all within one to nine degrees house. in the fourth house. Oh yeah. So, oh, you have a lot of, family lineage Mm -hmm. all like stuff going on there Mm -hmm. Uh, so okay so then when you went through your cycle breaker (laughs) oh i love that (laughs) i love that i think Mm -hmm. i am too i Mm -hmm. love that so much that's great yeah Mm -hmm. so you had that saturn return and then it went into aquarius and the fifth and now it's in your workhouse Mm-hmm. So it's and I'm doing whole sign house. Mm-hmm. So it's about, you know, your work should be creative in nature, mm-hmm. but new structures and ways and routines about getting mm-hmm. there, which as a Saturnian person yeah. with all that fourth house Saturn energy somewhat. I mean, you're mm-hmm. very Venusian, too, with that Venus ruling your chart. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just doing a business no, snapshot of your chart. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be easy, uh, fairly easy for you, especially with the, since you have that Virgo Mars mm-hmm. energy, like you're a doer mm-hmm. and an executor. So I think you'll have the ability to make the changes mm-hmm. that you need to make. And then health stuff, like maybe you want to change the way you're like going about whatever your health and routine is. Sometimes it, it might bring pets. I don't know if you have pets or you. Oh my gosh, I've been wanting, I've never been interested in pets my entire life. And the past few months, I'm like, I want a dog. Oh, there you I've go. never wanted a dog. Oh. And I'm like, every time I see other people's dogs, I'm like, I want one of my own. Yes. I've never felt that way before in my life. There you go. Six House is also connected <laughs> to pets. Yes. So that could be like a new responsibility. And mm-hmm. you'd probably be a very serious pet mom. I would. Like- That's why I haven't, because I know that I would be too serious and like. Yeah, you're going to be serious, but you'll also be like, you'll like it more than you thought you would. Mm, That's what I believe that I think you should. 
Like, I can't believe I never had a dog. I know. I yeah. believe it. Yes. Yeah. So that's a good way to use that mm-hmm. energy is responsibility mm-hmm. towards a pet. Yeah. So that's kind of how it works. Yeah. I think it, you know, we always have the transits that we need at yeah. the moment. So it's Absolutely. just like, I've learned one of my biggest life lessons has been to flow with the stream and Mm -hmm. not against it Mm -hmm. and like if I'm in the period just lean into it and like find the good that's about that period yeah and because the shit's gonna come with the sugar (laughs) like yes there's never you always have both you always that's the balance of life that's my art in Egypt that's you know Mm -hmm. harmony that's Libra that's the scales like you need both so I try to go with that Mm -hmm. to have a more joyous life I love that I think that's a word we all need yes right about now yes yes (laughs) I also took some questions from the audience Mm -hmm. of like, what is it that y'all want to hear about? And literally there were two main things that I feel like probably everybody asks about, which is like, what do I look at astrologically for love? Mm -hmm. And what do I look at for making more money? Those are the two things (laughs) everybody always, (laughs) those are the big two, right? We have our big three. Those are the big two where people are like, what's happening in love? When is it going to get good? Or when is this going to happen? And then for either my career money, when is this going to get good? When is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. So what are the placements people should look at if they're oh, working okay. on those? I love this question. Yeah. I always say people only come to me for career or love. That's, That's We're all looking for the stars right. for some answers. We want it all. <laughs> yeah, we want it all. Okay, so for love, mm-hmm. I start... Venus is the easiest thing to start with because that does rule relationships. Mm -hmm. So the sign that your Venus is in, Mm -hmm. the condition that Venus is in, by condition, I mean essential dignity. So Mm -hmm. every planet... Every planet likes to be in a certain sign or signs more than others. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't get into the complexity of that, but so Venus is in rules Taurus and Libra. So Mm -hmm. it's considered to be in its dignity. Um, Those opposite signs, so Aries and um, Scorpio, Mm -hmm. it's in its detriment. It doesn't Mm -hmm. work as well. Yeah. Aries and Venus here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for relationships, if you're starting out with one of those, mm-hmm. it, it might be a little easier already. So you already have Venus in Libra. Mm-hmm. So, but you can't just stop there. That just means right. your Venus can operate like it wants to. It mm-hmm. can be very feminine and show up and mm-hmm. you'll probably attract relationships very easily because it's in the first house. Mm-hmm. But you also want to look, where is that Venus? What aspect is it making to? What's the planet that it's interacting with the most? Yeah, That will have an emphasis on how you act in relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's like starting point. Mm -hmm. Your moon, I find, is Mm. probably the most important because you can attract the relationship, but what you do emotionally with it is going to be that moon. And so if you don't know your moon sign, you're not comfortable with it and you're not learning how to exist and have those two harmonize, Mm -hmm. you will likely have issues. And the moon, you know, is is exalted. It rules cancer. So it's in its dignity in cancer. It is in its detriment in Capricorn. Mm -hmm. And so there's moon and Capricorn people might struggle Mm -hmm. to open up in relationships Mm -hmm. and be vulnerable. That's for instance, Mm -hmm. moon and Aquarius Mm -hmm. might struggle being vulnerable. Moon and Scorpio might be overly emotional when Mm -hmm. they are vulnerable Mm -hmm. and they scare the partner off. And then they say, well, this is why I don't open up. Mm -hmm. Moon in Libra will always struggle with putting other people's needs before themselves. Yeah, the boundaries. Boundaries. Mm-hmm. Moon and Pisces will struggle with boundaries and they'll mm-hmm. take on other people's shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to go through every sign or yeah, they're going to be but, mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moon and Aries will lash out first mm-hmm. when they're wronged yeah. and then regret it later. Mm-hmm. Moon and Taurus will hold on to relationships way too long, just out of dedication. Guilty. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> Sun and Taurus will too. <laughs> I got you, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Moon and Gemini will struggle with knowing how they really feel because mm-hmm. they're constantly moving through this 
every day, like there's a new mm-hmm. feeling. Moon in Cancer will be too emotional to know how to process the emotion yeah. first. They'll feel it too much and then they have to deal with it later. Yeah. Um, Moon and Leo will be too prideful when mm-hmm. they're hurt and not really say how they feel from a vulnerable space. Yeah. Moon and Virgo will start with criticism first versus actually feeling mm-hmm. what is happening. Moon and Sagittarius will act like everything's all fun and dandy and keep going mm. be- versus dealing with it. And they'll lash out mm-hmm. for a second and then move on and be dandy. Mm-hmm. Moon and Capricorn we saw, talked about their vulnerability in Aquarius. So we did everybody. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, that's how the, so I'm sure one of you, some of you identify with for one of sure. those descriptions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's super helpful. Yeah. And that's what it's such, why it's such a helpful tool. Cause it's not like it's telling you, you know, what's going to happen, but it's helping you understand how you respond to certain situations so that you can kind of know okay, oh, I'm running into that that tendency that I have. I'm aware mm-hmm. of it. So like, what can I do differently? Exactly. I think that's a piece people are missing. Yeah. Like it's not about leaning into it. Like, oh, it's an excuse. It's mm-hmm. like change that behavior. Yep. Like I'm like that moon in Aquarius will never not be that way, but I'm really trying to lean more into the Taurus nurturing mm. side of my chart versus yeah. that Venus and Aries very like my way, like, mm. no, I want this. Yep. Like it's very immature way in relationships sometimes. Right. And I know better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like I'm in. And so don't be afraid. Like it's now. Yep. But also don't be afraid to make the mistake also. Definitely. Right. Because we're yeah. going to make the mistakes. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's about the evolving it's always going to be there. For and sure. then the evolving of it shows the transit. It mm-hmm. shows your solar return chart. There's where these all these other charts. You have perfection years. Mm-hmm. You have. What's a perfection year? A perfection year is based on your birthday. So okay. every year we move into a new theme uh-huh. based on. So without getting too technical, yeah. there's ages assigned, assigned to each house mm-hmm. in the chart. So for instance, when you're 30, this is on the relationship topic, mm-hmm. a 30, when you turn 30, you're in a seventh house perfection year. Everyone is. Mm-hmm. Thir- that's relationships. That's marriage. That's why 30 is as- associated with this pinnacle of like mm-hmm. married by 30. Mm-hmm. Like there's this connection, right? We're on this perfection year that's about relationships. But the way it's different is because everyone has a different seventh house, a different ruler. There's planets in there that are amplified. So as a Libra rising, when you turn 30, you are in an Aries Aries house perfection year. Mm -hmm. That's Mars. That can Mm -hmm. be a breakup Mm because Mars can be breakups or it can mean just I'm going to put energy towards dating Mm -hmm. or it can, depending on where the Mars is, your Mars in the 12th house. Maybe there was a lot of learning and reading about relationships at that time Mm -hmm. in your life, like studying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just that. So there's like a different tone for all of us, Mm -hmm. but it's still that it's kind of like Saturn return. Mm -hmm. We still all go through that. Mm -hmm. So that puts a tone on your year. Yeah. And whether Jupiter, Mars, Saturn or Venus are ruling those houses or in those houses can show Mm -hmm. the theme how the year will be perceived by you. Mm -hmm. So like a Saturn year can feel very (laughs) Saturn-y and suck. Whereas the Jupiter might be about expansion and you're like, oh, I'm like more free. So Mm -hmm. there's all these. And that's why you come to an astrologer because that person will decipher it in the simplest term at the time for you and tell you, okay, this might be the theme. These are the things you're dealing with. This is how you can go about the year to kind of maximize that. At least that's what I try to do. Like it's a tool Mm -hmm. to help you be in that year better. Yeah. 
That's super helpful. Now I'm like, oh, I'm so interested. I'm yeah. Dig into this Okay. So more. you're, cause you're how old? I'm 34. Oh, so currently. you're 34. Okay. Yeah. So 30, 31, 32, 33. So you're in 11th house perfection year, uh-huh. which is your son year. Interesting. So this okay. is, and you just entered in it mm-hmm. this summer. Mm-hmm. So this is a year of you. Like mm. you're going to see gains professionally, financially, your network is going to expand. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you should really step into the spotlight of showing up as who you are yeah. boldly creativity oh. you might have a creative you know something you want to produce and mm-hmm. share with the world via the internet mm-hmm. technology yeah. reaching groups retreats workshops yeah. like those are things that you could lean into yeah. during this year and it's not that like you don't won't ever have that it's just like if there's a window of op- this is the window yeah. of opportunity yeah so that's what i try to tell people mm-hmm. like if they come to me for love bringing yeah. it back to that yeah. Are you in a fifth house perfection year? Are you in a seventh house perfection year? Is your Venus activated? Where is Venus in your chart? Mm -hmm. Are you having eclipses Mm -hmm. in the seventh or first? Like I'm looking at all these things to be like, okay, this might be more of a career year for Mm -hmm. you. And this is why you should lean into that verse. This will come, Mm -hmm. but don't rush the process. Mm -hmm. Put the energy where your energy should be. Yeah, where you Um, have the momentum. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, and then I put the numerology with it. It's kind of a science and it's like a soup. And then I mix it all together. And then it's like, okay, so this is what you're going to, which we can, this is what you're going to experience for this year. Yeah. And this is how you're going to go about doing it because mm-hmm. this is who you are. Mm-hmm. So it's both of them. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, 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 it is fun. Yeah. And when people are looking for compatibility, are there mm-hmm. placements that they should look for to mm-hmm. figure out how compatible they are with other people? Yes, that is another science that I love. Okay, so the general compatibility that we all know, they'll say fire and air and mm-hmm. earth and water typically are more harmonious, but that is just the bare surface. We talked a little mm-hmm. bit about moon signs. Mm-hmm. I find moons are so important in compatibility. Yeah. If your moons are not in a harmonious state or they're not, there's not some similarity or tie there and some other thing that's helping it out, it's going to be really hard to sustain that one of you will eventually feel emotionally unfulfilled or mm-hmm. both of you. Yeah. So if there's like, let's say someone has watch somebody's gonna have this I'm like oh no <laughs> someone has like venus and libra uh-huh. but the other partner has venus in pisces mm. yes they're both creative signs but one might be more emotional and need more emotional support the yeah. other might be more of like a no i'm just gonna talk to mm. you and be more rational because it's an air sign yeah you really enjoy each other because you have similar but you, you kind of come from two different spaces and two different lands mm-hmm. when it comes to how you go about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that can bring a lot of disharmony that's just repeating over and over because yeah. your synastry with that person never changes. Yeah. And then you all have your own transits going on. You mm-hmm. have perfection. Like we're all just high, like vibrating in these different spaces trying yeah. to coexist. That's already really hard. Mm-hmm. So to to be able to navigate that, you need the chart things that are going to be the glue for you guys Mm -hmm. through compatibility with your um, hobbies, your emotional being, your love languages. So all of that, I look at the moon, I look at Venus. How do you communicate with each other? Are you ever going to be on the same page if you're Mercury, like my ex-husband, Mercury and Sag, Mercury and Taurus, Mm -hmm. you know, Mercury in seventh house, Mercury in ninth. Like there's just was... (laughs) it yelling calm yeah (laughs) very different it was like what even though he has moon and taurus and i'm a sun taurus Mm -hmm. and he's a capricorn you know there's still this compatibility but we can't get on the same page in the communication like i don't know how you're gonna advance Mm -hmm. so that is super important so the sun stuff is the easy stuff i think when it comes to the moon and the mercury yeah 
And then like your Mars is usually sex and compatibility and passion. Jupiter, are you guys auspicious together? Mm. There can be combinations where like, no matter how much you help someone, you can't like you, they're not prospering with you yeah. on their arm. Yes. And that's a hard thing to come. Like you're not the best person for them yeah. to be them be- their best selves. Yeah. Or you're not the person for them to be their best selves. Yeah. And like, when you look at it that way, mm-hmm. like I want them to be their best self. Yeah. Let me go to my person. And so there can be that. So yeah. maybe you're more prosperous with another person mm-hmm. and you guys can build businesses together. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot to look at. Yeah. Um, it's not something that can be done just in a silo. Right. And it can be really fun, but it can yeah. also be very like, because people, yeah. I know people want me to tell them, yes, this is going to work. And I will never tell someone, no, you're not compatible. You should right. break up with them. I would never say that. Yeah. I think you have your own journey. Mm-hmm. But I will say this will always probably be here. Mm-hmm. You, these are the themes you're going to constantly be dealing with. Yeah. You have to make the choice if you're willing yep. to deal with those things for exactly. the rest of your life. If you're talking about marriage. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Again, with all of this, just being information that you can take and do, you know, what you choose with. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's free will. That's mm-hmm. the where the free will comes in, I feel like. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh my goodness. This has all been so <laughs> helpful and so much fun to it learn is. from you. I feel like I talked to you all day. Oh like, my gosh. I know. What this else is, is so there? Fun. <laughs> yes. We need to have you come back and like, we can t- talk more. But before we wrap up, I would love to just kind of bring it back to, to wellness and mm-hmm. kind of how you're doing as the year is closing and yes. just hear a little bit more about how you're finding your balance, kind of catching your footing as, as we close out 2023. Oh, I love that question. Cause I always say I'm like the queen of self care because mm-hmm. I've like made myself I mean I obviously enjoy it as a tourist son but I'm like it's just a mission to take care of myself yes, now yes. as I would do any other thing mm-hmm. so obviously I'm really it's a crazy time in life too because like I said I just had a divorce mm-hmm. like I just finished graduate school mm-hmm. this is the first time in my life I don't have a nine to five along with my businesses yeah. like I'm actually out here as a like full-time entrepreneur not knowing what's happening yeah. I thought I wanted kids at this time now I don't know mm-hmm. like I have so many uncertainties yeah but I'm like leaning into I'm like yeah. you know God's got me I've gotten this far like mm-hmm. <laughs> like why wouldn't I continue to thrive and yeah. you know grow so it. I'm really leaning into that and I am like really trying to be present. Mm -hmm. My word for the year was alignment Mm because I was like, I don't want anything that's not aligned with Mm -hmm. me. But my mission right now is presence and just Mm -hmm. really being like not being fearful, not worrying about the future. I don't have anything to prove. Like I've checked things off the list. Is that going to make me happy going forward? I don't know. So what I'm really doing is like, I've never been more consistent with my meditation practice, Mm -hmm. exercise. I've very committed right now. I'm not as consistent as I want to be, but I'm more consistent than I've been in a long Mm -hmm. time. Just like really basics, Mm -hmm. right? Aries, North Node, Sixth House. (laughs) (laughs) I do the chart as I do it. So yeah, my, I mean, Gift of the Nile is a wellness brand about taking care of yourself, micro moments of peace connected to Egyptian ritual. And Mm, so, you know, I've always about surrounding yourself with beautiful things. Like that's, I don't know how to exist without like Gosh, that's without so that. It's so tourist. Yeah, it's like I don't know any other way. Yeah. So like do this. I'm going to light my candle. It's mm-hmm. going to smell good. I have little rituals that I, you know, send with the products really to how to do life every day, yeah. right? The micro moments. Yeah. So that's how I honor myself and yeah. then also I'm also trying not to beat myself um, up for mistakes. Like I've made a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Like I never thought I'd be like 39 divorce, like 
starting over mm-hmm. like but then I also never thought I'd have a UCLA executive MBA yeah. and you know business owner mm-hmm. and like, like I'm like look I can be both yes. and it could not make sense and it can make all sense yes. so I'm just like it's just life we have mm-hmm. so much time here yeah. I'm gonna make mistakes I'm yeah. gonna live it so that's what I've chosen to, to lean into yeah. like it's really over the last year and a half yeah that's beautiful and just so mm-hmm. many opportunities for new beginnings yeah yeah and that's how I see it I pulled really good tarot cards this morning too Ooh, I was like oh love I when that happens this. yes <laughs> and it's yeah. like I think sometimes when things don't go according to plan it it finds a way of being better better than oh, we initially could have thought and yes. so like leaning into those new beginnings is yes I love that so you juicy. said that <laughs> There's, uh, I'm going to mess up on this quote, but I've heard this somewhere and it said, stop holding on to the person you thought would you would be when you could be enjoying who you're becoming mm-hmm. or something, something yeah, along yeah, those yes. lines. Like, That's a good one. Yeah. Why are you holding on to this narrative you created when you were seven right. <laughs> like, or 13 right. or 21? Yeah. Like, who cares? Like, that didn't work out. Yeah. You have this. What are you going to do with what's in front of you? Like, right. that's how I look like, OK, what are the cards you were dealt? That's your natal promise. Mm-hmm. Like. You better make something of it or exactly. you're just wasting time. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. Thank you. Such a beautiful. I'm excited for you. It's a beautiful perspective and a beautiful season. Thank you. Yeah. I received that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So please tell our audience how they can work with you, where they can find yes. Gift of the Nile, okay, and how they can, can keep in touch. Yes. Very easy. It's astrofashionista.com. How you yes. spell it? Astro and then fashionista. Yeah. That's my um, astrology website. If you want to book readings, Gift of the Nile, it's a spiritual we- wellness products rooted in Egyptian ritual. Mm-hmm. Astrology is connected to it. That's thegiftofthenile.com. And then the handles are ast- at astrofashionista at Gift of the Nile. Message me, write me. I love talking to people. I'm not as good on social media as I should be, but I'm working on that. <laughs> you have um, peace in your life. You have that's, peace. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just, I I can't, it's so hard for me to like, I'm like, that's not peaceful for me. No, it's not. So, but I still like when I'm on it, I love talking to people yeah. and sharing. So yeah, that's how you can find me. Amazing. We'll make sure all of your information is linked in the show notes to make Thank it super you. easy. Thank you for joining me Thanks today. Thanks for having me. It's been so good. This was so fun. And thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, go ahead and drop us five stars because we're five star girlies, either on Apple or on Spotify. Make sure you're subscribed if you aren't already. And you can check us out on YouTube. We now have full videos on our YouTube channel. So subscribe to Balanced Black Girl there and I'll see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.